This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Welcome back. Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. Uh, Your place, man, for uh, some good stuff about your car hanging out with you. Maybe you got a check engine light. You know, check engine lights may make you want to just throw up in your mouth. Come on, let's be for real. A check engine light may be on. You may have a question about that. 480-655-8870. Or perhaps this is really, really common. Uh, the problem that you can have is you went in for an estimate. And that estimate gave you, well, it's like eating 18 meatballs for breakfast. You know that feeling in your chest? That's that second opinion. You may need that. So this is your show for that. Give us a call. 480-655-8870. We got a jam-packed show today, people. Uh, many of you realize you catch tidbits of this that and the other thing on the news and you figure out all right i'm i know technology's blazing away i've heard a few mechanics uh possibly complain i you know it seems like my car takes a little longer to fix they tell me well technology technology <laughs> you hear that often tell me that you cannot relate to that technology can be very interesting especially for two things people you know what i'm talking about for you because you want it fixed right. And then for the individual fixing the car. In this case, we could call them mechanics. But many mechanics will send me hate email because automotive technician is really what they want to be heard as. They're not using wrenches as much. Yeah, wrenches are still there. Don't get me wrong. Toolboxes exist. But they are diving into a network. Now, I'm not talking about an AT&T network, people. Well, that Wi-Fi, well, maybe a little Wi-Fi. But the network and sophistication underneath that hood of your hoopty, that modern-day vehicle, what does it take to fix that right? Many of you have frustrated yourselves because you went in and didn't get the right level of service because it wasn't fixed right. Well, this show topic, we're going to dive in. We're not going to train you on how to be a mechanic because you're probably going to shut us off. That may sound a little boring. But if I can tell you ways to identify If you're in the right place, the right place to fix your car, the right place to fix it right the first time, how do they do that? In turn, how can you ask the right questions? Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Susie Sockets. How are you doing, Susie? I'm good, Frank. And you know what? Check, check. Can you hear me, Frank? Yeah, we had a little microphone. Yeah, we did. It happens. I think so. I think lightning that we can't see, I think, something like that may mess us up. That's because it's not hot enough outside, Frank. Oh, well, it was cool. Many of you can agree, and I'll just speak face value. I got back from Mexico. It was, as they would say in Mexico, mucho calor. It was hot. <laughs> Dude, it was hotter than a mug. But was it was it? beautiful because you got beach and you got pool and, let's face it, tequila. But when I got off the plane, Susie, I was like, oh, snap, where's my jacket? <laughs> Phoenix overnight <laughs> went from 150,000 degrees to like 70. But you did come back with a nice little tan, Frank. Oh, look at you, girl. Look at little Calvo San Lucas, Frank. Yeah, Tander. so what's yeah. shaking, girl? How are things in the garage? Everything is good, Frank. No, it's not. It is. Are you sure? Yeah. Come on, the you people. Can't, you can't stress out. I like that. So how do you, I mean, if you have a moment of stress, how do you get out of that? I talk to our customers. We got some great customers coming in, All Frank. Right, give me the people. Gosh. The people want to know. They're listening to this saying, oh, these guys are date. This is all written up. Tell no. us the truth. 
what makes you like you right now? I see a couple goosebumps on your earlobe and in your fingertips. What makes you happy with the people in the garage? Here's the thing: is that you know when you when you talk to these customers, they're telling you about their symptoms, and you're asking car questions all the time. But what about asking them what their journey is? I love right? that, and yeah. that's huge. So you know, just the other day, Frank, uh, I think you uh, you had some time with uh, one of our customers. Um, you know, think about your your grandparent or something. And and this gentleman, uh, I think. Fairly, it's fair to say that he was 91 years of age, World War II. Well, he came in. I got to tell the people because yeah. you, you're mentioning something. It's really cool. And we, and we think it's hip, man. We like to share stories from a garage. Uh, and, and, you know, look, the show gives you insight, man. It's, none of this is pre-taped planned. I mean, we talked to guests beforehand, but we want to give you that inside the garage appeal. And what you're saying is we had, his, the gentleman's name was Ray. He was a referral of his son who's been coming in. Can I tell you, listening right now, Ray is 92 years old, came in, arched back with a cane, and he was a whippersnapper. He was straight. And guess what? Tell, us, tell the people, Susie, what's special about Ray? Two things. He was a mechanic. Yo, that's special for us. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. If you got a 92-year-old, you know, we want to step in. Pie. Did you spend a lot of money on tools back in 1940? <laughs> but but what was, else? There was something else about him. Well, about the World War II? Oh, yeah. Okay. And you, I, I just, I was amazed at the way you two literally just bonded. Well, you bonded. You listening. Um, what's really cool, and it's not just an automotive business, man. I, I think any business... Whether you're making donuts, widgets, baskets, or fixing cars. When you can share experiences, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So there's two rules in the garage. If we get a World War II vet, we stop the presses. I don't care if the roof's on fire. We stop. We're going to give attention to the World War II vet. And, of course, our Girl Scout cookie girls. If they come in with cookies... Bree, if you see a line of Girl Scout cookies coming in, you stop the presses. Yes, it's not because they're bringing in their cars. It's because they're bringing in cookies. It's special because it's special to them, yes. man. And, you know, I think that's important. Like, we can't get driven into what we do in the process and procedures. But I don't care what anybody says. At the end of the day, it's about the people, man. Yeah, it is. And we gave them a tour. Yeah, you had fun doing that, didn't you? What did he say? Well, what made me impressed, of course, you know, mechanics from different generations, what was really cool, we swapped the old. We didn't swap customer stories. No. We didn't have that much time. But you but, swapped technology stories, right? Or how to diagnose yeah, or test? Yeah, and I was surprised, I'll be honest with you. So to give you perspective, people, he owned a diesel shop back in the 60s. He was World War II vet, mm -hmm. did a little, I think he said Korea, and opened a diesel shop. He spent $100,000 to open a diesel shop way back when. And he told me something interesting, because that was during, during the day, you listening that kind of, Today, you know, it's all about technology, and we're actually going to talk about that. We've got some special guests. But back in the day, you, like, rebuilt everything. You had basic 12 volts, yellow voltmeter. It was basic. It was like you could kick it once in a while and fix itself. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is he had discussed some of the money that he was spending on tools, mm -hmm. and he was really uh, proud. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had a tool that was $1,000. It was actually a cam bushing tool uh, installer. You know, he was proud of that. But, yeah, that's pretty cool when we can vibe with people in the garage. And uh, it's cool to do it with you, Susie, and the great folks here hanging with us every week on Wrench Nation. Uh, we're going to get into, I uh, didn't have any caller samples, uh, but I did want to blast out on sort of the tech tips. Uh, this serves for you folks that may be 
not only driving some of these vehicles, but we really try to, I think making it interesting is just to sample what's happening real world in our garage. Like this just came out of the oven. So hear me out, people. If you drive a 2015 Hyundai Elantra, I like Hyundai. They've come a long way. I wouldn't want to work on one when they first came out. I mean, I put it up there with a Yugo. But Hyundai got their act together and they actually put out a pretty good product. So here's the gig. If your engine is misfiring, some of you may say, well, it's going to be a tune-up. Well, it could be, but I want you to be aware about ignition coils. Coils fire up in a simple fashion without getting technical. They are the power. They are the amplifier to those little spark plugs. Now, you may put these spark plugs in, not really know how to test these coils, and you still gotta be, you're going to be dancing the Marcarena. So I want you to understand something. You need to properly test the coils, but more importantly, and this serves for all vehicles for you listening, I don't care if it's a Kia, Toyota pickup, whatever the case is, you got to give attention to all the coils. If you're wearing a pair of sneakers, Susie, and maybe I'm going to lose people on this analogy, one sneaker has a hole in it, the other one's worn. You may say, well, I'll just replace the sneaker with the hole in it. No, you replace them in pairs. In pairs, exactly. The problem for you listening is, yes, it's added expense. Most garages, this is the type of phone call that you'll get. Hey, we tested defective number one coil. We certainly need to do the plugs. They're aged 95,000 miles of wear. However, these three other coils may go out. So here's the bare bones. We can fix it right now for what's broken. One coil, X amount of dollars. However, if it's in the cards, do all the coils. Because you could come back yelling at me with the same symptom. Isn't that the worst thing that people can have, Susie? The perception is, I just had it in there. I got the same symptom. That's right. And then, you know what? If I was a four-cylinder human being, I'd have four legs with four feet, four sneakers. I would replace all four. So what's a half octopus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So here's another tech tip. Uh, 09 Mazda 3 came in the shop. You know, Mazda, folks driving Mazda, they're passionate. I don't know if it was the commercials. Um Kind of reminds them of the old, remember the Suzu commercial? They ran that Suzu through the uh, birthday cake. Yeah, that's it, right. They it, drove right through it. It just, I think the demographic of Mazda owners, you guys rock because you're very involved in your vehicle. A lot of you are actually going to maybe do some basic performance, you know. But the Mazda 3 came in, and I want to explain this symptom real quick before we dive into some automotive news. Uh, the symptom was a check in July, and that RPM would do what we call a hunting, rolling idle. In other words, when you pull up to a light, you guys know, especially in the morning, you're like, don't mess with me, car. (laughs) But you can feel it just kind of, right? just kind of hunting. If we were to put that on our oscilloscope and measure that sound, it's wave up, wave down, Mm -hmm. wave up. That's the feeling. Well, this Mazda came in, and there's a lot of things that could cause that, but I want you to know if you have a Mazda, this is pretty common. And I'm going to keep it simple. Bree told me before the show, Frank, if you lose me in the show, I'm going to walk out. You're going to have to do your own board. So I'm on a goal to keep it simple, people. All right, so what we did, of course, everything is test and verified. You guys know we preach, Susie, you just can't code pull. You can get yourself in trouble. Exactly. In fact, we got Scott Brown with the uh, Diagnostic Network. He's going to be joining us. He's a leading master technician. We're going to really dive into how these cars are sophisticatedly checked. And we're going to talk about networks. But on this Mazda 3, there was a defective intake air solenoid valve. People are saying, who cares? So what? What the heck is that, Frank? I want to give you a clue. This particular valve has vacuum. Now you're saying, okay, you still lost me. Think about an engine sucking air. Very important. You breathe in air. Right. 
So if you were to have more air, that's going to offset air few mixtures. And one of the symptoms in that sucking is the rolling idle. Make sense, people? Oh, yeah. So too much air could cause a high idle or a rolling idle. The computer's hunting. Remember, that computer, and Scott Brown is going to set us straight. We're going to bring him on second segment. That computer, people, everybody says, well, that computer does everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fact is, yeah, it does. (laughs) What it's doing is those sensors are eyes and ears for management. It's like a well-run company. You can have workers, but you got to have processes and management, because if not, you'd have a bunch of crazy bees protecting a queen, and they are willing to die, and it's crazy. Maybe that wasn't a good analogy. I don't know. We got some auto news to cover, some interesting things. Well, all right. I was uh, hoping that we didn't have to cover this, Susie. We touched upon it a few months back. You know, all this talk about tariffs. Yeah. Tariffs. Like some of us. In the trenches, we hear it and we say, I don't know about that. I still got to pay my electric bill. I don't know about tariffs. But we did cover. We said, hey, will this affect? In fact, Ranch Nation Facebook, we asked you garage owners, are you going to raise your prices? Well, here it is, people. This is not speculation. This was reported this week. Tariffs have officially made a dent. I think today's markets, I didn't check it. I heard markets drop. Now, I don't know if that was related to this story. Dude, you got to hear about this one. That Trump tariff, and I'm not blaming Trump, I'm not into politics, but that tariff has caused some cuts, some layoffs. What we feared, Ford is reorganizing. 24,000 job cuts, people, is what is being analyzed as coming sooner than later. They've got to do it. Morgan Stanley and, uh, analysis. You know Morgan Stanley? They, yeah. They go, they, whatever computers they have, mm-hmm. and they estimate. They have to. They got to kind of keep those stockholders in shape. They estimate a 12 production and, uh, 12% reduction in Ford's global workforce. It's going to result about this 24,000. Now, now, you're saying, well, all right, 24,000 people can lose their job. How much money is that? Susie, you want to get- I can't even guess. 24,000? What would Ford save if they were to lay off 24 roughly thousand people. What is the monetary savings on that, you think? I say a couple billion. You're close. It's okay. in the B range. It is a B? It's in one of them Howard Buffett the B, B ranges. Range. A billion. With, yeah, do the pinky. Billion, billion dollars. It's happening. So, like, we all know if, if, if stuff, if rainy weather's coming, there's two ways to profit increase sales. Or reduce expenses. In this case, that's the right route they're taking. Uh, sales are also lagging. Ford has launched a $25.5 billion reorganization plan. And so in all fairness, and again, this is sort of based upon Morgan Stanley's latest analysis. It, Ford hasn't declared it. I don't want to be hashtag fake news ranch nation. Susie, what do you got on the news front, man? Yeah, this is uh, interesting, Frank. How, what's the percentage do you think that contributes to uh, related deaths each year in the intersection? People know, listening, I'm scared of intersections. So I'm going to say it's probably really high. For me, I think a death is happening when I'm walking every time. But what is it? 20%. That's high. Yeah, it is high, especially for so death. So you're, you're saying accidents through an intersection, 20% of those accidents are happening in the intersection. 
Right. Not on like freeways are bad. Right. Intersection only. So what are we saying about this? So what's cool is Honda and VW, they're actually coming up with some smarter intersection ideas. It's kind of cool because. Now, how can I'm sorry. All just right. I ma- know. But wait a minute, Susie. Why would they get into the business of I just want the thing to run good and power? What are they doing? Well, here's the thing. So Honda and VW aren't working together, but what they're doing is they're um, they're they're actually going to put four cameras in the intersection. Oh, that's actually going to detect uh, moving objects like pedestrians or ambulances. And so through car connectivity, they're going to uh, get a heads up display warning. Oh my goodness, car connectivity. We talked about that. Well, it's happening now. Yeah. I mean, they're testing that out in Michigan on a roadway where your cars are communicate with each other. Oh, God, that's scary. Yeah. So they're doing a test over in Marysville, Ohio. Honda is, which I think is kind of So what you're cool, saying is if, if I'm approaching an intersection, my car will tell me, hey, watch it, dummy. There's a little kid on a BMX bike. He's coming. That's exactly what it's going to say. How do you feel about that? I think you know what I think it's I think it's okay because I think we are getting into that world where we're depending on look at that we can we can back up and see what's behind us. We so can, we're well, we're a bunch of idiots going too fast and we need technology to save. So us. let's not get better drivers. Let's get smarter intersections. Well, I want to hear your input. Four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. All this technology. My question to you: Do you think we're in a place where we've gotten so like attention deficit disorder?y wee wee wee. Do we need technology? Like, can't you just slow down? Why do I need cameras? My question to you is, do you think we need that to save us? I'd like to know. But until then, we got a very special guest, Scott Brown, Automotive Diagnostics Network. Now, what is this network? A network where all the latest information to arm up technicians to fix your car right. He's going to join us next. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right, rock on. Wench Nation, Car Talk, your favorite car talk. If you're catching this on the podcast upload Sunday, you guys are rock stars. We appreciate you hanging, listening live. Give us a call, 480-655-8870. And, of course, we got one magical place on Saturday uh, that you can cast us, catch us as well, KFNX. So you can you can find us everywhere, man. It's all good. We got JB every week. We do the Wiser Advisor Challenge question. Big Daddy JB from uh, Pennsylvania's of Pennsylvania's. Welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> JB, are you with us? Here, can you hear me? We How's can. We, are you in town or are you out there in some Hawaiian volcano? <laughs> no, I'm home and recovering from the Hawaiian volcano. <laughs> I don't, that's awesome. Um, you know, I know it's a car talk show, but you know how we do. We're a bit, we're a bit uh, well, let's just face it. We go all over the place. It's all good. I think the people like that. We have to hear about your volcano trip. I think it is special and it's well worthy of mentioning to the people. You visited Hawaii, but specifically with this eruption, many of us have forgotten about that. You visited this recent eruption in Hawaii. How was that before we get into the challenge question? Well, I really I really wanted to see some of the eruption. Of course, it stopped right before we got there. Oh. But the lava, the lava flows are so amazing. Matter of fact, I was hiking on one and I fell and found out 
a truth about it. It's like falling on broken glass. Yeah. Oh, it's brittle. Yeah. Oh, it's not only brittle, but it's extremely sharp. How are the Hawaiian locals handle? Are they just giddy and well, moving on with life? or? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And there's actually local Hawaiians out there building paths across these flows so people could uh, hike safely. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not done yet. Yeah, we just had a text come in. They questioned, he fell on lava? Uh, no, JB's hanging with us now. If you fell in lava... That would be a problem, Mr. JB. You said you just stepped on it gingerly, did you? <laughs> well, I was walking across dried, hardened lava. It's been sitting there for about a month or so. And uh, basically, as it flows, it just breaks up in these very, very sharp shards, and you have to be very careful walking over it. Yep, and was, right. it, real sharp? was it real shiny, too? Actually, it was pretty dull. Oh. Not very shiny at all. It's very black. All right, well, we're talking about sharp, hot, hot. I think, listen, yeah, easy segue for... Coming, there's still heat coming up out of these things, too. Well, I, yeah, I was trying to segue like, a, like an amateur radio person uh, here. Uh, hot, sharp, sexy. Is lava sexy? Uh, not if you fall on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the novice radio in me. Uh, that relates to the segue of your challenge question. Somehow, someway, lava, hot, fire, sexy... Uh, Starsky so and Hutch. <laughs> right red. there. Lava hot is red, so let's talk about this. What All kind right. of car did Starsky and Hutch drive in their television show? All right, so you're asking the question, the challenge question, 480-655-8870. You can text. We prefer a phone call. The question is, what kind of car did Starsky and Hutch drive? Give us the options on the cars, JB. Okay, Ford Thunderbird, Pontiac Firebird, VW Beetle, or a Ford Torino. Susie, I'm not thinking the Germans had anything. I'm saying the VW out. All right, that's an easy kill. We just narrowed it down. You Three <laughs> choices now. I'm not saying the Deutsche Lande Peoples was hanging with the Starskys <laughs> and Hutch hotness. <laughs> well, if you think you have the answers, a $50 Visa gift card. We don't play around. Cash money, diapers, candy, an old drink at the bar, $50 Visa gift card. Or you can buy your favorite tool. we got a lot of younger technicians listening. If you think you have the answer, what kind of car did Starsky and Hutch drive? Ford Thunderbird, Pontiac Firebird, or the Ford Torino. $50 Visa gift card awaits you. Mr. JB, thank you. I want to look forward to some post-Hawaiian pictures. Maybe you're cooking up some Hawaiian food. we got a couple of recipes. We look forward to that. Yeah, man, definitely. Thanks again for having me on board. You got it. JB with Bolton. Hi, JB. Always love having Bye. JB. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, we got Scott Brown. Let's Mr. Uh, Mr. Scott Brown's going to join us. Uh, Scott, are you hanging with us? I'm here. Yeah, well, I got I to gotta do an introduction because I really got to get people to understand something. This, now, Scott Brown, is a, that's a common name, but we don't have common Scott Brown on the show. We got the ASC Master Certified Automotive Technician. He's got over three and a half decades professional service. Now, Scott isn't the guy that wrote the book because he read other books. Scott wrote the book because he lived, he it, lived it. He failed at it. He succeeded, failed, succeeded, failed. And can I say that, Scott, because isn't that the journey of an automotive technician? We, we kind of have to fail professionally a little to learn. Uh, that is absolutely correct. Uh, you own Connie and Dick Service Center um, out of, that is out of Southern California. Yep, that's in Claremont, California. That's with my wife, Cindy. And uh, we're, we, the business just turned 58 years old this oh. month. Oh, congratulations. Well, that's a clap. We got a clap, clap. Yeah, come on now. 
And uh, just because it's Ranch Nation, a couple bubbles in there. We like bubble celebration. Uh, thank you. Uh, Scott Brown's like joined us. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Brown has joined us. You listening. Um, I've taken your car in periodically, and you you, you, know, you understand the check engine line. i got to get it in. And the big thing is that you may not have had it fixed right, and this show's all about how a technician will arrive to fixing it properly, correctly, and quite frankly, with a fair price. And we're going to dive into that a little bit. But Scott Brown has developed the Diagnostic Network. And, you know, look, straight up, we are part of that network. It's a community connecting professional technicians. Think of doctors. Like, we walk into the emergency room and we're like, wow, how did they figure that out? But guaranteed, there's a network of doctors hanging out in the background. Uh, Scott, you can fairly say that's kind of what the Diagnostic Network is. Isn't that correct? That is correct, yes. It's a community of uh, fellow professionals. Uh, uh, creating a culture, uh, a learning culture, because really, you know, when you're, when you're operating in this environment, you're always learning. You hear doctors uh, being uh, classified as a practicing doctor, right? So he is always studying and, and bettering himself. And this is exactly what we see ourselves as doing. And, you know, we, I know we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but you know, vehicles have grown. The complexity has grown uh, tremendously over the last 10 years. Scott, let me interject if I could. Many of us listening right now, um, we do have some younger technicians, of course, on the podcast. We've got mechanics from all over the country. I think we need to do them more justice in all respect to the consumer listener. Can you dive in and give folks a really basic understanding? If I don't know anything about cars, can you tell me what is it that all these mechanics are talking about sophistication and maybe how it relates to I may be paying a little more than I did 10 years ago to test it. Give us an idea of the complexity. Yeah. So, you know, there are so many systems uh, interconnected on the automobile and you've got symptoms that could be induced from a, a failure or a condition in any of those connected systems. And, you know, it, it takes uh, quite a bit of knowledge and skill and, uh, and, a, and a bit of analytics to really analyze what is going on with the vehicle. Um, you know, there's been a big misnomer out there for years that all you got to do is hook it up to that machine, and the machine will tell you what's wrong with it. Yeah. Well, we've, got, we've gotten richer with data, you know, coming off the vehicle, but in some cases you could start drowning in data if you don't know how to interpret it and, um, and apply the proper... Uh, analytical steps. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think I want to go back to some of the news, if I can interject. Susie had mentioned something. I'm not sure if you caught it. Uh, many of our listeners heard that these intersections are now loaded up. Is this kind of in a beta mode right now? Honda, Volkswagen, and some of the partnerships that are trying this. But they're getting cameras to communicate with vehicles to forewarn folks when they're driving. A dash display will highlight, hey, bicycles coming through. So they're forewarning. At the end of the day, those things break. And technicians in the bay are the ones to fix it. That is the type of technology we're really talking about. Yeah, that is correct. And, and really, these systems that are currently on the car, you know, that are actually giving us alerts, letting us know, hey, you're, you're approaching that stopped car pretty quickly. Those are actually helping uh, drivers. But, you know, the downside there is that some people will grow complacent and, you know, not put as much attention on their driving uh, you know, their driving skill uh, 
Um, and so we're going to have a number of uh, challenges. We are, boy, and we mentioned that, uh, Scott. We mentioned that on the show periodically. Of course, we have fun with it. We say, hey, what happened? Are we all out there, you know, attention deficit disorder? Or are we getting complacent? Do we expect technology, like it cooks my food the way I want, it does this, my car is going to start steering for me. And it may, I mean, I think uh, many of the engineers and the designers Susie they're, Susie, they're looking at these things yeah, and saying, absolutely. how do we do this enough to where we just don't cold snap put people to sleep in a moving vessel? Right. I mean, astronauts don't do that, and they got a lot of technology. Right. And with a heads-up display, it's like, I can use my phone because it's going to tell me if there's a pedestrian in there. Yeah, yeah, it's I a crutch. I see the complacency. Yeah. We got Scott Brown. Uh, Scott Brown with Diagnostic Network, uh, ASE Master Certified Technician. Uh, quite frankly, celebrating 57 years as an independent shop owner in Southern California. Uh, check them out on Connie and Dick Service Center all over Facebook. We're going to answer some more of these questions. We also got uh, some text messages on that challenge question. We'll give you an opportunity. $50 Visa gift card one more time. What kind of car did Starsky and Hutch drive? That classic Thunderbird, that Firebird, or that Ford Torino? Stay tuned. That's coming next. Wrench Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. This is Wrench Nation. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right. Welcome back. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Thank you for hanging on the podcast every Sunday. If we uh, missed you today, this live show, you may catch bits and pieces. Life gets busy. You can catch the full show of Ranch Nation uh, up on iTunes, your favorite player. Or hang out with us on the website, wrenchnation.tv. Uh, before we dive back into the topic, we are talking about that sophisticated technology. How are these technicians fixing these cars, these vehicles, these rolling machines? We got to get to, well, we had a lot of texts, Susie. A lot. We love the texts. You guys have texted. We had like eight texts just come in just in the last over the break. A lot of you answered, but you know how we do. We want you to call. So we got several of you called. So we're just saying, hey, bam, let's take the call. Who do we got? Hello. Welcome to the show, Wrench Nation. Who do we have? Uh, this is Blake. Big Daddy Blake. Uh, were you a fan of Starsky and Hutch? Uh, my parents actually watched it. Oh, goodness. Make us old people. I, you, know. I mean, come on, man. You don't even watch YouTube reruns at night, and little popcorn action? Oh, yeah. I know you do. All right, so the question was, what kind of car did Starsky and Hutch drive? We asked you the Ford Thunderbird. We totally threw out the Volkswagen yeah, Beetle. gone. Uh, gone. Uh, Pontiac Firebird or the Ford Torino for the $50 Visa Cash debit card. What did you say, buddy? It's the Ford Grand Torino. Well, all right. Look at you go. Now, let me ask you, as I ask every single person that calls the show, did you Wikipedia the cranial, or did you did it come from the trueness of your spirit of knowledge of banks? Actually, no, just because we do drag and dress, so. <laughs> drag and dress? Wait a minute. Wait a wait minute. Wait a minute. I heard drag and dress. This is Wrench Nation. We welcome all the drag and dress. What is a drag and dress? Oh, it's a dragon drift. So down at Dragon Wildwood drift. Yeah. Whoa, 
All right, now hold on a minute, because I, you know, that's what happens. You get old, you can't hear, right? <laughs> um, let me ask you now. So you're saying drag and drift? Yes. All right, so you're in. So you're you're a racer. Uh, a little bit here and there. My dad does more of the driving. I do more of the technician work. Well, all right. Listen, the big prize for you is you need to come by the garage. I'd love to talk to you, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, Tyler's been on the show. He's one of our youngsters, a great up-and-coming technician. Um, we are covering some of the uh, drift scene and, and the wonderful sport there. Could you come by the garage sometime? I know you're out in Casa Grande, but come visit with us. We'd like to talk to you about that. I absolutely could. I actually work up towards that area anyway. Well, I rock at, on. Uh, you're going to come and BMW. see. You'll come and see me and Susie. We're going to have a $50 Visa gift card. Maybe yep. we got a we got a cup of coffee and some popcorn, and we want to talk about that. Uh, we appreciate you calling, Blake. Thank you, uh, Wrench Nation Car Talk Radio. We love the community. That's what makes it special. Uh, you guys had texted as well. Uh, some of you missed it. That's okay. But I think I think that was coming from a good guess. We love it when you guess because that's the true spirit. Susie, some people just have no idea. So we wanted we wanted the call in rather than the text, right? We prefer calling. We prefer because that's call, that's like calling in sick and texting out sick, right? Well, I, I like to like we like to talk to people. Right. You get tired of me, I get tired of you. We want to talk to people. Speaking of talk to people, we got the master technician, uh, Scott Brown, the Diagnostic Network. Uh, Scott Brown, welcome back, Scott Brown, to the show. Uh, are you on, Scott? Hey, uh, thank you for having me. Hey, I got one comment to make about that Gran Torino. Please, oh, please uh, tell us, man. They, did you know, and this is when I was a young kid watching this show, of course, growing up, and I really didn't know much about cars, but I noticed that Sometimes they were driving it, and it had a stick shift on the floor. Uh-huh. And then other times they're using a stick shift on the steering column. And I have an answer for that. So, Whoa. I have yeah. an answer for that. Well, hold on a minute. Scott Brown is the legendary technician here. Uh, Scott, may we have your permission? Susie Sockets wants to answer a question. Can we have this? <laughs> yes, yeah, she can. I have the answer because I understood that they used uh, four different cars for the filming. Scott, is this the challenge question? Is that right? <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. Well, all is, right. that, is that right, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I'm sure those guys weren't very good drivers, so they probably banged up a few along the way, so they had to have a spare. Well, I invite you listening, if, if, if uh, like our friend Blake, uh, and he was very transparent and truthful, and we love that, do yourself a favor, catch some of the old 70s car shows, because, I mean, it, it just was just real virgin excitement entertainment and it was the raw bones of old muscle cars it was really cool speaking of muscle cars like we get it like a lot of us listening now are just super frustrated because we can't really work on our stuff on the weekend and i gotta take it into the mechanic and maybe we've worked on the car and uh susie we talked on the break about youtube in all respect many of us we go on youtube what's your question about youtube to scott so YouTube, everybody likes to do their research, right? Does YouTube actually make it look too easy to the to the to our customer, to the car owner, and, and not understand why we're doing so much to, to find that, that root cause? Yeah, I would say in some cases yes. Um, you know, there there's also a lot of myths information out there yeah uh you know youtube is great i mean there's a lot of really good data there but um frankly you know we're we're professionals and and certain things shouldn't be like pushed out into the uh open domain like that and and really i i was on an airplane recently sitting next to a doctor who was reviewing some videos and he was using an endoscope and 
you know, it was going into somebody's body and, and I'm sure those doctors aren't pushing that stuff out on YouTube for, for uh, collaboration. And, uh, but it's anyways, a very you know, good go point. Back. Very yeah, good point. I mean, it. that's a big, I, you know, let's just face it. We're, we're, we're very transparent here. Many of us technicians, shop owners, service managers, advisors, look, we're, we're, we're professionals. This means that we are really looking to do our best at the end of the day. You pay us. We fix it for good. We do that good enough. You're going to come back. So in the scope of what YouTube has brought about, we have to be respectful and mindful, but just understand the modern day vehicle, that 2018 F1 F-150 vehicle, have you heard a 100 million lines of code? And I want to dive in deeper with Scott Brown of the Diagnostic Network, a professional network, a professional website, sort of like the doctors that find all the lab scope, uh, sort of the wiring diagrams and all these accounts. Tell me about this network. Tell us about what is this network? Because people have heard this. Give us an idea for those listening that I keep hearing network and it just seems like it's raised my cost. Why is this? What is this network under my hood? So the network, we're, we're talking about the network, uh, my network, uh, diagnostic network is the uh, community uh, for, you know, professional uh, repairmen in the, in the collision, uh, heavy duty and the automotive space. And, you know, it's a, it's a unique platform that's uh, designed uh, for supporting an automotive centric or a vehicle centric uh, environment. And, and what we have there is sometimes people are asking questions trying to get a deeper understanding of uh, what it is they're challenged with. Others are sharing case studies on, on very odd uh, anomalies that pop up on a car. I got to interject because uh, odd. I got to yeah. interject, Scott. It's really important. We got a lot of folks that tune in every week. Um, they really get an inside view. When you say odd, intermittent, what that means to the consumers, I took my car in and it happened every time. And they said they couldn't reproduce the problem. Is some of the reproduce couldn't find a lack of knowledge and resource? And is this what you're talking about? Uh, yes. Uh, so some, sometimes, you know, when, when they build an automobile, um, you know, they have failure uh, mode uh, engineers drawing up test processes to analyze things. And there are problems that surface on cars that are not covered in a you know, standard troubleshooting uh, you know, guide uh, found in you know in the service manual. Wow! So there are are certain techniques that you can apply to an automobile and look at certain signals and, and try to capture what it is. You know, what the root cause is causing this problem. Um, and some of these problems are, are, you know, some of them are man-made. Some of them are organic, uh, meaning that there are uh, things that are happening underneath the hood where wiring is decaying or. Uh, insulation's decaying, or or you may have uh, uh, rodents uh, creating conditions and and what have you. So, uh, the, because of the layers of sophistication on on today's automobile, and then if we talk five years from now, we're just going to be way out there um, on the on the challenges. We're going to need help, uh, and there's no doubt about it. Yep. the The automotive diagnostic network, uh, Scott. Many technicians, as I said, listen to the show. Uh, before we go further. Please tell us where they can find this awesome network, this shared knowledge base of case. I loved what he, Susie, Scott said it's case studies. Could you imagine that? Your mechanic is actually going through case studies to make it right by your car 
where can find where can technicians find how can they find you man because they're all listening and they they're going to want to know how to be part of this this diagnostic network it's it's real easy to find us it's diag.net so that's d-i-a-g-n-e-t yeah, and we'll have that up on uh, WrenchNation.tv, Diag.net, as well as Facebook people. We're talking about the uh, complicated, the sophisticated technology that's underneath the hood. Um, and, and look, I respect some of you saying, hey, you know, Frank, I love your show, but this is a little too deep. I beg to differ. Part of the reason why you listen to the show is we're not just going to tell you this is what you need to do to your car. I really want you to understand and get a grip about the character, the emotion, the the real color to what modern-day technicians are happening, uh, what they're doing, what, make, what are they making happen for you to fix it right. The more that you can understand that, the more I believe you're going to feel more confident and have control of your car care. Scott Brown, we, uh, we are so, so happy. Boy, we could easily do three hours with Scott Brown. Scott, will you promise us to come back on the Wrench Nation show? Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than happy to come on. Yeah, and, and we so appreciate you. Hanging with us. Scott Brown, thank you so much for joining uh, joining the show. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Scott. Hey, th- hey, thank you guys both. I appreciate that. Well, rock on. Stay tuned, people. We got uh, the infamous, the world famous, the Greg Buckley out of Buckley's Auto Care. He's fixing these cars as well. He's going to give some of his case studies. That's next on Wrench Nation. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. We're talking about that sophisticated, maybe some of you don't even care. You just want your car fixed technology, that network under the hood. Our mechanics are fixing it. Before we dive in and bring Greg Buckley in, you thought we would forget you maniacs listening. We got some special shout outs. Uh, Ashley and Manny. Came into the shop this morning, Frank. We just met him this morning. And they happen to work for Parts Authority, Manny does. Not Manny. No, not Manny. No. I'm all good. Manny's up. the musician. So Manny found my trombone video. Thank you. Who has a trombone video in a garage? Well, he found us and he's doing some business with us. Uh, sorry about the confusion. Big claps up for Ashley and Manny uh, tuning in. They're regular listeners. They found us, so now they're hanging with our garage. Rock on. Uh, and of course, we can't forget Jason Kaiser, parts specialist out of Parts Authority. He also listens to the show. And then big shout outs to we had Manny, Tony, Jessa, Bruce, all we had up I get more names, but those folks are on the text line and they've texted, they participated. You know, we got we wish we could give like multiple fifty dollar Visa gift cards. So if you're thinking about supporters of the show, we would uh, love to have your support because people say we want more Visa so gift we can cards. We have more winners. But just know we love your calls. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about that sophisticated technology. We've got Mr. Greg Buckley. Hey, hey, hey. Greg Buckley, welcome to the show. We missed you. We had a couple of shows that were kind of taped. Frank was out gallivanting. And welcome back. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know. It feels good to be back, guys. Man, it's been uh, almost, well, I think, four weeks. So, yeah, uh, it has I'm been. Abandoned. And I saw I'm that abandoned. coming. I so, saw that coming. And uh, <laughs> Greg Buckley, uh, Buckley's Auto Care out of Wilmington, Delaware. You know, we talk a lot about stuff on the show, fixing cars and high-level, you know, professional car designers and, you know, hot rodders and NHRA champs. You know, we got a variety. But I think at the end of the day, I think this, this is healthy for people to really listen to the insight of how we're fixing these cars. Um, you know, in true fashion, 
helping the consumer as well as the balance of giving the modern day technician a voice and if we can put this all together for people, I think it can get a little harmonious, man, without sounding cheesy. And you help us bring balance to that. This sophisticated network, 100 million lines of code. You're not pulling a voltmeter out, Greg, to check those systems. Yeah. Give us an yeah. idea. I'm going to set the stage. Can we use Chrysler as an example? Well, I think you can use really any. any all right. Model. Give us an example. Uh, what are you, well, what no, are you no. doing? What can well, people expect if they, if they have... A modern-day problem on their modern-day car. How are you going to diagnose that? Well, I'll tell you, it was funny because, as you know, uh, you just uh, Scott Scott is in our neck of the woods here, and Scott and I, we actually had that discussion today at lunch that, you know, the technology, we looked across the parking lot, and we said, wow, how much technology is there and what shops are needing to actually make the repair. So some of the hardest repairs that we find, and, and all the listeners should understand, that when the check engine light isn't the answer and you still have a problem. And what we need to do as technicians and professionals is we have to go through a, a whole different series uh, and process to get that car fixed. So we need to really have invested in and, and know how to use well uh, lab scopes, oscilloscopes. So we need to be able to uh, look, at, look at the problem graphically and so you're actually, talking like uh, waveforms. I don't mean to interject, but I'm always I'm always trying to get folks exactly. listening. You're trying to look at waveforms. I don't want to lose you know, folks. It's an EKG. Can we use an EKG, an EKG as an example? Like you're exactly. looking, looking at, at the heartbeat, voltage, things like yeah. that. Let's say that we have a failed injector. We we want to see that on a scope pattern or a waveform, an EKG for your injectors, so that we can visually see when that injector is working properly. The other things that, that results, and Scott alluded to this when he said deteriorating wiring and rodents. Now, you know, out west, maybe you don't have that problem. Here in the east, we should uh, yeah, have do. rodents. Yeah, we okay. do, buddy. Right. So <laughs> you do. Okay, so you have, you have infestation. Well, those, those exposed wires can create parasitic draws or drains. What's a parasitic on draw? Hang on. Yeah, parasitic? Well, parasitic okay. i mean i know what it is but we got people listening okay. i want them to learn the right, technicians so will tell them slow, that what is that parasitic draw it's a slow draw of power away from your battery so you could be sitting overnight or in a series or, a, or any extended period of time you go out to start the car you have no you, you can't start the car well the battery has been drained by a slow drain of voltage voltage is ran to ground it's escaped, it's got out. Well, how did that happen? Why is that happening? So you're so saying you have to, go. To, to sort of regroup with this. Again, we're really trying to inform people how that process in a basic term. What you're saying yeah. is that most folks would not, like maybe they replace the battery and there's still a parasitic draw and they're really caught out. Because let's face it, maybe they watched a YouTube video and some of it yeah. was like intentionally made to try and help but wasn't really accurate. How are right. they testing? And you're saying... You got to have that testing equipment uh, you to do. identify. You really that. have to be sharp on your tools and equipment. I mean, you have. Like, we just had a seven series BMW come in uh, a few weeks ago, and his issue with a drain, with with a draw, with a, a losing power, not being able to start the car, was a result of a failed module with a door handle. So the door handle, in essence was creating a no start. That is wow. incredible. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. right yeah. there. I mean, if yeah. I, if you were, if, if, hey, if you're a seasoned driver right now and you've been going to mechanics for many years, imagine if your mechanic says the problem in your electrical battery issue 
is in the door handle, you may think they'd be trying yes. to rip in. They're, hey, right. they be trying to rip me off. Now, Greg, could I have just yeah. jiggled the handle? To fix it? No. I don't know. No. You, you know, Susie's <laughs> always trying to jiggle, <laughs> jiggle her way out. I don't know. Uh, listen, we're going to... <laughs> Greg, we love you, and I want to tell the people. Hey. I, I think I'm going to forewarn and entice the people. Greg Uh-oh. Buckley of Buckley's Auto Care, he's coming at you. He's coming at oh, you. Yeah. He has got <laughs> shop soup. We're going to inform you a little more. We are talking about an individual that loves to educate, have fun, just like we do here. That's why Greg Buckley yes. is part of the show. Thank you, my brother. Big claps. Thank you. Hey, thank, <laughs> you, thank you all. And, hey, listen, Frank, can I just make a quick shout out? Listen, hopefully all the listeners in the Panhandle, Florida area and, the, and, and Alabama are safe. Uh, if a monster storm just came through, a couple of good shop owners in that area have been affected. I've been in touch with them. Um, they're okay, but their properties are messed up. Greg, if you are in that area, stay safe. Greg, let me tell you real quick. Get a hold of me tomorrow morning. Let's see what we can do for those shop owners straight up. All right, brother. All right, man. Be good. That's Greg Buckley. Take I care, Greg. I love me some Greg I Buckley. Know. And we certainly hope you love Mr. Greg Buckley. You know, Ranch Nation, we're bringing you the inside, and hopefully the show is short, man. It's an hour. Uh, if you think we should do a longer show, all you got to do is let us know. Text message, Facebook, and this us, Twitter us. Uh, we may just do it. You never, never know. Otherwise, if you caught bits and pieces as a stumble on it here, uh, catch us on the podcast, man, every Sunday. And, of course, Saturday, we're going to replay the show here in the local Valley of the Sun. Uh, KFNX, you can catch us. Guess what's happening next week? What, Frank? How would you like to know? I got a 1 million subscriber YouTube mechanical phenomenon. Wow. Eric the car guy. Eric the car guy. He's coming on. He's coming on. I think we have him on next week. Let's do it. That's a big tease. Yeah, we do have him coming on next week. We talked a lot about YouTube. We're going to dive in. How does Eric the car guy feel about YouTube and informing people against us mechanics that are saying, hey, is that really good information? (laughs) I want you guys to stay tuned. Rock on. I love you, Maniacs. Thank you for joining us. Susie Sockets and I. And, of course, Bree, Wrench Nation. (laughs) 